Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Irene Madrid, and this is Career Coaching, a podcast where I sit with successful professionals to discover who they are and what has helped them to achieve why they stand out today. My hope is that after each episode, you are a step closer to finding out who you want to be. I promise you're going to get the most of it. In this episode, I chat with Mario Alonso Puig. He's a general surgeon with 26 years of clinical practice who has devoted many years of his life to study the relationship between the body, the mind, and the soul. He holds a fellowship degree from Harvard Medical School in Boston, and he's currently the president of the Center of Health, Wellbeing, and Happiness at IE University. So welcome, Mario, to Career Coaching Podcast. I'm very excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to your post. Thank you, Mario. Okay, so let's dive in. The first question for you, Mario. Well, before starting, I would like to, to share uh, with our audience that personally, you are a super inspirational person to me that since I was in university, I have been reading so many of your books uh, related to positive psychology, a leadership and that's why after being following you for years you were definitely a person that I wanted to bring to my podcast uh, because I think you have so many positive things to to share and of course you are a super inspirational person and yes hopefully you can share a, a, all of your knowledge here today so I Mario for a for you the first question is that uh, yes introduce yourself and tell us who you are please well, first, thank you for your very kind words. Uh, it's for me very fulfilling to know that whatever I have explained or shared in my books or in my talks have been uh, a kind of inspiration for people like you. Uh, I would define myself as, uh, as, as an explorer, somebody who is always very uh, interested in, in knowing what is beyond our current way of thinking why we uh, are so limited by our thoughts, why are so limited by our feelings and how, uh, why we are so limited by our emotions. And my research along many, many years have taken me to very, very surprising places, not only physical places, but also places within myself. I have uh, been in touch with my shadow, with the part of me that I don't accept or I didn't accept and I have seen what happened when I embraced my shadow it has also helped me to tap into uh, a potential that I wasn't aware of its existence and I have seen what happens when this uh, potential unfolds so uh, it started with a personal experience with human suffering when I was quite young that was the reason why I chose medicine as my professional career and very early in my in my studies I became aware that the traditional teaching was absolutely focused on anatomy physiology biochemistry and pathology but there was not much about human relationships about all the emotions that a patient goes through when he or she uh, has been diagnosed with a certain disease and I decided to find out what was what could I do as a physician if I knew how to move skillfully in a very challenging sea, which is the sea of human emotions. So besides my traditional medical career, I started to study uh, themes that were related to medicine, philosophy, psychology. Uh, I spent a couple of years in, in, uh, in an institute of uh, neurosciences trying to understand a little better how the brain worked. And then I began to share with my patients what I was learning or discovering about the relationship between the body, 
the mind and the soul. And my patients around 23 or 24 years ago uh, started to tell me that that kind of understanding was helping them a lot to overcome not only their physical ailments, but also their uh, challenges as, as just as human beings. And why I didn't share that with other institutions, not yet with hospitals. So they really insisted a lot. And one woman in particular told me uh, or share with me that kind of idea in such a powerful way that I decided to pay attention to her proposal. And I went to a business school and I exposed what I, uh, was happening to me. They were very interested about that. I started to give talks, but you know, I spent most of the time in uh, operating and seeing patients until I reached a point in my life around 15 years, 16 years ago, I have lost count of uh, really it happened because, you know, times moved so fast that I made the most difficult decisions in my, in my life. I decided to quit surgery after 26 years and devote the rest of my life to get deeper into this uh, field of the connection between the body, the mind and the soul. And this is the reason why I ended up being uh, um, part of the Center for Health, uh, Wellbeing and Happiness at IU University and, and, um, and sharing this content uh, with, uh, uh, in books and in talks and, and so on and so forth. It's incredible and especially that, that you realized many years ago that your role and your impact in this world would be much bigger uh, this way that you're doing right now, uh, like spending the rest of, of your time as a professional with uh, research uh, related to emotions and, and, and yes, the human being that is, is, is such a, an unknown world. And it's lot of, there's a lot to be researched about and, and definitely even more than, than a traditional medicine for sure. So Mario, uh, right now, as you were mentioning, uh, so what, what would you like, what are you doing in your day-to-day -day basis? Uh, I would say you are doing so many things, right? From yeah. your old life as a normal doctor to right now, uh, with yeah. so many roles. Yeah, Be before before the pandemic, I travel a lot abroad. I travel abroad a lot. Sometimes I, I I was invited to give lectures or to give workshops, and other times I went to uh, neuroscience labs, usually in the United States. Or um, I I look for the best masters in the world in a certain field. For instance, Zen. I went to train with a Zen master or with a Buddhist master or with people who really knew a lot about the mind. Uh, for instance, I, I spent one year uh, with a, a people from Bhutan who were it's the first country in the world who considered that there was another way of measuring progress and they developed that concept of gross national happiness. After the pandemic, I had to change completely because I, I didn't... Um, I didn't travel, so I haven't had in the last year any international travel. I have had some uh, national uh, travels, but not an international travel. So I have devoted a lot of time to study, to give online training, com uh, conferences, speeches, workshops. Uh, I have had a lot of meetings, meetings with people from... Also, in the last year, I have published another book, and it has taken me countless hours to do the research. It's uh, about the connection between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind and how it affects the way in which we live. It's also the connection between the brain, the mind and the spirit. Also, uh, almost every day I practice exercise. I meditate quite often. I like to 
usually to go for a walk in nature from time to time, maybe once a week or twice a week, uh, spend time with my, my wife and my, my children and, and read. And I, I, I feel a lot of gratitude for all the opportunities that I have to follow my path. So that this is this is a normal day in my life. Sounds uh, with a lot of activities and, and, and yes, indeed. Your life has changed a lot since before COVID and after COVID, even more than a normal person. And right now, uh, well, I mean, everything happens for a reason. And I really believe that our life is pretty fine. So, uh, yes, we are doing what is like the best uh, that we could do for sure. So, yes, Mario, uh, another question for you would be that, yes, like drivers, your 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 professional path, as you mentioned before, um, you, well, you studied a, a normal career of medicine, uh, I would say, and then you, you worked for so many years. So, so yeah, like how, I mean, I would be more curious, you know, apart from the normal path as a, as a doctor. Yeah. When, when, when did it happen that you started like switching the switch to kind of like more the research, more a other type of activities rather than just being a simple doctor? I mean, how was it? Yeah, it was, there was a time uh, since I entered into the medical school until I left uh, six years afterwards, because uh, medical training lasts uh, for six years is quite a long career in which I started uh, reading about emotions. Very few people, even psychologists, didn't study emotions at that time. Uh, most psychologists were following Skinner's path. It's a conductist. It's not, it, uh, emotions were something like a black box. Nobody wanted to study that. Uh, and then um, I went into the medical specialty. I, I, I got my fellowship in surgery. I, I work as a surgeon. And throughout all that time, I became more and more interested in in. in and the research that was being done, especially in, in some universities and research centers in the United States, I also became very interested in, in the philosophy of Zen. And because uh, although I, I uh, consider myself a Christian, I embraced all kind of uh, religions which are based on love, not on domination, on love. So I love Sufism, which is the mystical part of the uh, Islamic religion. I love uh, Buddhism uh, and Zen, which is also uh, an understanding of how the mind works and how we can quiet the mind. And I love Christianity when really it follows the message of Jesus Christ, which is based on love. So I would say following that great woman, Mother Teresa, my, my religion, the only religion that really attracts me is the religion of love. So um, I uh, had that opportunity of uh, being with people from different, uh, different professions, different uh, cultures that taught me a lot about how I could get into myself, start that journey within myself, and, 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 and they provided me with a map that uh, helped me to navigate in an unknown waters. My love for um, science also brought me to some of the most fascinating labs in the world in which they were uh, carrying on studies about how the brain works uh, in a process of meditation, a process of mindfulness, what happened um, with our cognitive mind when we are kidnapped by our emotional brain. It was a very, very long journey because uh, 
it was like uh, a puzzle. I was finding different pieces of that puzzle in different countries, in different traditions, in different approaches. It was quite challenging to put all the puzzle, all the pieces together and have a general idea of how the, the body, the mind and the soul was connected. So it's, it's extremely interested, uh, interesting. And also it's a call to be quite humble because the more you think you know, the more you become aware of how little you know. So it's never considering yourself a professor. It's always to... Con- uh, See, very, very important to consider yourself always student, always a beginner, because if at the moment in which you consider yourself a professor or you consider yourself an expert, you are following the wrong path. Absolutely, because in the, this is such a huge field. And also it's very important because uh, it's a calling to develop your listening capacity. I remember many years ago, I was in Boston, I was living in Boston, and I came by a, a Buddhist bookstore and I I didn't feel any kind of interest about this this world. It, it's quite surprising after reading some uh, some uh, uh, Buddhist philosophy and Zen philosophy and and having been trained by by some Zen masters and Buddhist teachers, how interesting I find to enter into a Buddhist bookstore and also you know the kind of food and and when I spend this, I went through this one year program with Bhutan with the. Uh, Gross National Happiness Center of Bhutan, who does research and teaching the field of happiness, you know, being with those monks, being in, meditating in the temples and all those things, really uh, helped me to become aware that nobody's in possession of truth. So people who believe that because they they um, are, are in, the, in the right path and other people are in the wrong path, I think they are making a mistake. We are always pilgrim, pilgrims in, 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 in a voyage, in a, in, in a journey. And, and the, the, the purpose of that journey is compassion, to understand each other, to help each other, no matter if you believe in God or you don't believe in God, if you are a Muslim, if you are a Buddhist, if you are a Jew, if you are a Christian, you are a human being. And we all want the same, to suffer less and to be happier. And, and having had the chance of being with people with so many different cultures and, you know, for instance, I University um, has 120 different cultures so it's an it's an amazing place to to learn uh kindness to learn empathy to learn compassion and to learn humility and not trying to dogmatize anybody because you think that you are right and they are and they are wrong so when we build this kind of field of mutual understanding and mutual support then it's it's so be- life becomes so beautiful so uh, so rich Absolutely. And, and I would say like what you were mentioning that a lot of young people, we like nowadays, we feel them more uh, insecure of, of ourselves and, and because the environment is constantly changing and, and we don't, we don't like, we, we feel lost constantly. And we, we feel that, I don't know, like, which is our, or place in this world seems sometimes that because everything is so changing so fast that yeah it's it's very hard to find a way Mario I don't know if if you see that that in comparison with your generation uh yeah. or generation uh one of the problems that we do have is to find our passion and and to that's why I wanted to ask you I mean it seemed that that you found your passion in the past however that passion is edible. My question here is like, if you had a student in front of you right now, like, like, what do you think is should be like the, the the key to finding a passion right now? Well, first of all, I think that young people feel many young people feel lost. They are not lost. That's the most important thing. I might feel lost, but in fact, I might not be lost. 
But so that's the first thing. In second place, I, I, I had your age many years ago, but I, 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 I had your age and I felt also lost many times. For instance, I felt lost. Uh, I felt lost when I really wanted to understand the power of human communication between a patient and a doctor. And I uh, discovered that at the university, they didn't pay any attention to this kind of teaching. So I felt lost. And I asked myself if I had made a mistake choosing that uh, profession instead of choosing, for instance, psychology or philosophy or, or another um, human science. I felt lost when I became uh, aware that I had to choose between remaining as a general surgeon, which was something that uh, I, I really loved surgery, or if I took that step forward into the unknown and, and decide to open up to a new possibility in my life. I felt lost. I have I felt also lost during the pandemic because, you know, my my uh, my way of living as uh, for many people too changed dramatically. But you know what happened? That I have had confidence that there is an inner guidance, and in moments of turmoil, in in, in moments of deep doubt, I have gone uh, into meditation, into silence, and. This is my personal experience. I don't want to convince anybody about that. I'm talking from my own experience. And it has helped me a lot when I went into that silence, into that process of uh, emptiness. And out of the blue, because it happened that way, I found an answer. I found an answer that was absolutely out of the box. Another element that has helped me a lot in very dark moments in my life when I, was, I felt lost was to share that with people uh, who care about me. And they helped me to gain a kind of perspective that I didn't have at that particular moment. Another element that has been of uh, the highest importance in my life to help me uh, get back uh, uh, into, into, or get back my balance has been reading books, reading good books biographies of people who despite the fact that went they went through very very challenging times they got in touch with that inner force that inner power the japanese people call it kime and that kime helped them to navigate in very stormy waters so i know it's quite uh, uneasy for a young person to see all the complexities uh, that are present in society how challenging is it to find a, a, a work? But let me share with you something from the bottom of my heart. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You will find your way. It might take some time. It might um, uh, include some kind of pain. You will find. You will find your way because within yourself, you have all the resources that you really need to, suc to, uh, to succeed. The thing is that you need to keep trust in yourself and trust in the universe the universe is not a chaotic place things done do not happen by chance there is a purpose in everything we need to learn the lesson and keep growing if you remain confident in yourself if you remain open to ask for help to read good books to get into silence and to have trust in a universe which really cares about you, although 
it, it happens in, in, in an unconscious way, we are not aware of that, you will recover your path very, very fast. What happens? That when we get lost, we enter into despair. We enter into despair. Instead of remaining there, remaining present. One of the, there's a great teacher, a Buddhist teacher. She's a woman. She's around 83, 84. Uh, her name is uh, Pema Chodron. She, she lives in the United States. She is, she's an American, very respected lady. She has a, a sentence which I think is extremely wise. She says, don't run, don't fight, stay, 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 and something will open up. And from a, uh, the point of view of neurosciences, it makes all sense in the world. Why? Because if we give our brain an easy exit, our brain will not look for a solution. An exit is to get upset, to start blaming other people or blame yourself, to attack other people, to resist what is, or to, fi uh, to fly. You, you escape. You don't want to know uh, anything about that. But if you remain stable, if you stand the pain, if you stay, stay, stay. Pema Chodron doesn't say stay. She says stay, 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 because she is aware of how difficult it is to stay. When we stay, 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 despite the pain and despite that urge to escape or to start blaming, the brain doesn't have any other chance, any other possibility that to open up to windows the window of intelligence and the window of creativity, then the brain finds a solution. We don't give the brain an exit. So we force the brain to find a solution. That would be my proposal. It has helped me immensely along my life, immensely. And also when it comes finding your way in this world, um, I mean, you mentioned before that you were... As a, as a surgeon, kind of like already working on, on your way, but however, you had something inside of you that was telling you, this is not enough, this is not enough. So yeah, like what it helped you to, to kind of like see the, your way, this world? Okay, we, 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 need to, we need to understand that the world consider a successful person, somebody, a man, a woman who has achieved a fortune, who has achieved power, or uh, somebody who really has a great status. So people consider this a very important, but this is not the source of happiness. This is the source of comfort, comfort for the senses, not joy for the heart, not happiness for the heart. So when you include other people in your process, in your project, you don't think just about yourself. You start to think, okay, my purpose in life, my dream, how it could benefit other people too. It's not that you get out of the equation, but you include other people in the equation. When you ask that question, you start to find answers. For instance, when I made the choice of uh, quitting surgery and, and, and devoting the rest of my life to the field in which I am now 100%, one of the questions that I asked myself was the following one, Mario, do you think that through your words, you can help other people in the same way that using your knife and using your surgical instruments. And when I got the answer, yes, of course, that helped me a lot. That helped me a lot. So it was not just thinking about myself. Of course, I included myself. We have to broaden our dream. And then it's easier to find the purpose. And another very relevant uh, element, we want our life to follow a straight line. 
straight line and life doesn't work in that way. You move in curves, you hit a brick wall and then you have to learn and get back to your path. And this is life. So we get very frustrated when we don't find that life uh, does what we ask life to do for us. When life doesn't follow our expectations, we are so arrogant, we are so um, proud that we consider that life has to follow our expectations. And we expect to follow a straight line. I want to know what is my purpose and I have to achieve my dream as fast as possible. No, life sends us a different message. Mario, in order for you to grow and evolve as a human being, you cannot follow a straight line. You have to follow a path filled with curves and you will learn following that kind of complex path. This is the way in which you will grow. And that's true. I mean, some of the doors that close in my personal path, and I got very upset because those doors had been closed, became the greatest opportunity in my life. Because thank to that, thank to that door was closed in front of my nose. Although I got very upset, I had to do a search in another direction. And I found unbelievable opportunities just because that door was closed. At that moment, because of my very poor and low level of consciousness, I got upset with life. Now, not because I'm smarter, not because I'm wiser, because that's not the case. Nevertheless, I'm more mature as a human being, maybe because I am, I am I'm older. But the matter of the fact is that now, when I look at life, I can only feel gratitude, even for the elements in the past that caused me a lot of pain. Absolutely. But you, if you could like go back in the years, that's a very interesting thing that I would like to know. If you could go back to years, which type of mentality you would love to change, to change when you were maybe my age? Uh, if I could return to my past, I would have taken many more risks, okay. many more risks. I wouldn't allow fear to be such an important part in my life. I would have been more sensitive to human pain, even as a physician. I would have loved people much more. I would have loved myself much more. That's what I would have done. Probably I wouldn't have chosen a different path. I would have gone through medicine. I would have gone through surgery, but I would have gone through all those parts of my, of my profession, you know, with a, with a more open heart. Okay, and when it comes kind of like fighting that fear, I mean, it's very easy to say, but it's very tough to accomplish. So. Yeah, well, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's true. That's true. Because uh, as you learn by experience that most of the fears are not real, are created by our mind, and that when you really put your faith in something greater than yourself, many of those feel, uh, fears disappear. Probably I would have shown more interest in understanding how important is spirituality in the life of a human being, whether you follow a religion or not. There are people who follow a religion and they are not spiritual at all. And there are people who are very spiritual and they don't follow any traditional religion, but this kind of, matter. yes, exactly. This kind of depth within ourselves, you know, I would have looked for that in a more committed way. Very interesting, like, 
yeah i mean it the past is impossible to change but of course you can always learn from from the wise ones so i i don't know we are a bit uh, what time do you need to go mario just to uh i have uh three minutes more okay i'm gonna hurry up <laughs> uh, i mean this is one of my favorite questions but do you think there was any specific step that helped you get where you are today as a professional or it was more as a, as a journey that you couldn't say a, a thing did you think no yeah no uh the, 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 uh, there are certain moments in my life who really had a very profound impact in in the way in which i chose uh, what path to follow uh, one was uh, an experience when i was young with human suffering which uh, was the cause because i chose me uh, medicine to release other people's suffering uh, another way was uh, or another moment in my life was when my patients started to tell me that i had to share that content with people beyond uh, hospital walls that was another inflection point and the third point was when i have had uh, very deep experiences uh, when i enter into uh, silence of what nature of reality is so that also helped me a lot to change the way i perceive things so there have been different moments who uh, have had a profound impact in in in, in how i, I in what I decided to follow. I mean, I don't know if, if it's possible to apply to 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 anyone, but hopefully yes. Uh, okay, another question, Mario, uh, is that uh, yeah, like which advice would you give uh, yeah to my current audience, the people listening that they haven't found their path yet? What would you tell them apart from all the valuable information you previously shared? First of all, that uh, you are very young and life usually it's quite long and for you it will be even longer so don't get upset don't feel anxious because you haven't found yet your purpose in life don't create this kind of inner tension that doesn't help you at all to be happy and to discover your truth pathway that's the first thing so take things or look at things from the right perspective from the right perspective uh, the second element develop your own criteria become explorers you don't have to believe what people say just find your own answers believe in your capacity to find your right or your own answers do the exploration don't become lazy just absorbing what other people tell you. Read, read books. Don't waste your time in front of the TV. Read books, read books. Try to understand what made people go through different, uh, very uh, different and, and difficult uh, challenges in their lives. Read good biographies. Remain in contact with other people because collective intelligence is not an opinion, it's a fact. Don't be afraid of trial and error. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that. And remember something that Steve Jobs said many years ago. He said that the dots connect when you look backward, not when you look forward. That who, have, who would have told me that some of the things that I learned when I was much younger and apparently didn't have any place in my profession as a surgeon would become the core of something that I do nowadays so keep that interest that curiosity to learn to share steve Jobs also said remain humble don't consider yourself ever an expert always that beginner mentality always that humility to learn from everybody at any moment i'm sure that if you do that 
you will find a pathway. Don't, don't become obsessed with, I want to find my purpose. And until I don't find my purpose, I will remain at home. No, you will never ever find your purpose remaining at home. The resources always show up when you walk. At the very moment in which you stop walking, the resources disappear. So don't believe that life resolves just in the head. No, the head, the heart, and the hands need to work together. You reflect, you feel, and you do. And then a pathway opens up for you. It's not that you decide the pathway. It's the pathway finds you. But in order for the pathway, the purpose to find you, you need to be moving. You need to be, you, to be moving. You will fall down. Okay, you stand up and get back on track. That's very, very important because many people think that they will find their purpose just using their intellect, using their reasoning. And that's not true. That's not true. It's not true at all. Of course, you have to use your head, but also you need to feel something and start doing things. Trial and error. You learn, you improve, you discover. Absolutely. And then answers will come up for sure. Right, Mario? As life uh, obviously shines for you. So... Following your amazing advices, I, I would say uh, people will find happiness for sure. And okay, the last, very last question, uh, Mario. Uh, as you mentioned, books are, are an awesome tool. And personally, I do read also because I, I really share your beliefs of enriching yourself with books. So which are uh, the books that you would highlight right now eh, for our young audience that it could be very insightful? You mean books that I have written? Yes, books. your favorite books, your favorite books. It could be, uh, I mean, also, I mean, I really like some of your books also, but uh, yeah, in general, you could say your own books or books that have really inspired you in your way. One of the books that really uh, inspired me a lot was The Alchemist but by Paulo Coelho, because oh, that book hi highlights something which is very difficult to put up in, in words, which is the power of magic in the life of a human being. And, and this is one of the books that I would really recommend. From my books, probably the one that has helped most people to find an inspiring way uh, has been reinventing yourself. This probably has been, of, of my books, the one that has helped me, has helped most people to really find something that inspired them to keep looking for, for answers and, and, and looking for an upgrade in their lives. So I have read a lot of, in the field of sciences, um, a lot of um, books about the brain, books about mm. psychology, books, uh, a lot of books about philosophy. So this is, these are more, uh, these are thicker in the sense that are more dense, not, not, not that practical. But um, uh, The Alchemist, I, I think, is, is, is a beautiful book for, for, for people who find that they really want to discover what is life about. Well, Mario, thank you so much uh, for being here today, taking the time. It was a very enriching conversation and I really en I, I enjoyed it so much having you. And yes, uh, I really hope uh, all your uh, valuable advices uh, help our young audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. It has been an honor to be with you and, and I wish you the best luck. Thank you.